This episode of The Right Change was brought to you by Truevine Publishing Company. If you're ready to write your book but don't know where to start, we have the plan for you. With our beginner's publishing plan, we will give you the writing support you need to quickly complete a publishable manuscript. We will provide you marketing and sales support training. We will give you access to our Truevine Success Accountability Team. And we will produce a quality book with hard copies and ebooks with global distribution. Call us today at 615-44-BOOKS or visit our website www.truevinepublishing.org. Publishing Company, and you're watching the next episode of The Right Change, where our guest today is Paul D. Nixon and Clarice Nixon, authors of God is a Person. Hello, CP2. <laughs> How you doing? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Pretty so good. it is a first of all an honor. I always want to start off the the interviews thanking my clients and my guests for uh, the opportunity to join you in this uh, in this quest to share your message of you know your book. And uh, so first of all, thank you for that opportunity. And uh, one of the things I, you know, that I enjoy about you two um, is the, 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 the sibling, uh, the relationship you all have, because it's so genuine and, and it's, you could tell that you all were like best friends, you know, uh, in the house. May, I don't know, maybe, you know, Paul, he, he, he probably looks like he probably bullied a lot. So I don't know. <laughs> on the money. That's amazing that you picked up on that. That's <laughs> How surprising that I picked up on that, huh, Paul? How surprising. I'm shocked. I'm really, I'm stunned. With you. Yeah. So welcome to The Right Change, where we believe writers change the world. And you all have a book that I definitely believe can change the world. And I love for everyone to know about your book. So talk to us about God is a person. Let me first ask, where did that name come from, that title? Uh, well, first, we want to say thanks for having us on. We're definitely um, appreciative of, of your time as well. Um, we, we've enjoyed ourselves working with you. We, we actually talk about it behind your back. I would like to, Tim is, well, well, Tim is a cool dude. We like Tim. Tim's fun, you know. <laughs> so, so we appreciate that. Um, the title we kind of fought over the, the title a little bit. We don't really we don't really argue. We don't really fight, but we 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 disagreed over the title um, for a few days at least. Might have been a week or two, and we ended up going to um, some other people who were kind of helping us in our kind of editing phase, helping us to taking a look at stuff, making sure some of the stuff we were saying was making sense, and we kind of asked some of them what their opinions were. And um, God as a person was one of the things on our list, and everybody liked that one the best. So what was, what was the argument, Clarice? What what was I the actually problem? remember it very differently than that, but <laughs> my memory is bad. So I'm gonna say so, that. So was mine, actually. So we could both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I enjoy simplicity. And I just, you know, the the focal point of everything that we say in the book is just focusing on relating to God differently as if he is a person, and how if we think of God as a person it literally changes the way that we relate to him. It changes the way we think about him. It changes the way we plan with him. It changes the way we talk to him. It changes everything. 
if we think of him as a person instead of like a mystical I don't know breath in the air yeah. like it makes something concrete and it makes something personable and relatable mm -hmm. um and so that's that's what really uh stands out to me about the title and I remember our father giving us that title but maybe it was somebody else he didn't he didn't give us the title we had the title it was one of the ones okay. on the list he's he's one of the ones who said you should pick that one okay he didn't he didn't generate it but actually it's actually something I used to say to my students um maybe 15 years ago, before I even thought of writing a book, I used to say to my students, I bet if you thought of God as a person, you would treat him differently. Right. And that's kind of the idea of the book, like Claire said, where, you know, it's, 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 it's entering a relationship with God who is a person, right. as opposed to treating God like a vending machine. I'll mm -hmm. give you something and you give me the thing that I want oh, or treating God like a bellhop. Yeah. I have this stuff, carry it for me. Mm -hmm. God's not Santa Claus. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> a person. So, yeah. What, what about the people who who feel like, you know, treating God like a person is some way, uh, you know, irre irreverent, irreverential. Is that a word? <laughs> it is. It is now. You know, especially in the black church, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm cogent, right? I'm cogent. Mm -hmm. You know, they called us holy rollers. We couldn't do nothing. We couldn't we couldn't play cards. We couldn't go to the movies. You know, uh, everything was a sin and everything you were sending yeah. you to hell, right? right? So I, and I do, it has taken me years. Like I'm talking about in the last five years or so for me to start thinking of God as a, you know, as a person who loves me for me right. Right. and not a person who's looking at me and waiting for me to mess up so he can right. bash me on the head, right? Right. So I know that your book speaks you know, to to really seeing God differently. I, re, I recall even when we were looking at the cover and you right. all were yeah. like, no, that's too holy. That's too, yeah. that's too myth, mystical, right? Yeah. So talk to us, talk to us about like your passion for, you know, really breaking that, that, that wall down. So, so for me, it's about training my thinking. It's not about making God less than who he is right. about training my thinking so that if I think of God as a person, what I like, what Clarice does, mm -hmm. what that does for me is it makes me think about the closest relationships in my life that I have. And I say to myself, what kinds of things do I do to nurture and strengthen those relationships? Do I do those things, those same things with God? So am I intentional with the kinds of jokes I say with God, but do I even joke with God? Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things to do is, is laugh. And right. laughter is one of the strongest bonds that I have with my friends. And I'm like, do I ever laugh with God? Like, how could I possibly mm -hmm. have a deep relationship with this person if I don't even let, do the thing that I love doing most with this person? Mm. And so we're not saying that God is not divine. We're not saying God is not supreme. We're not saying God does not deserve your awe and your respect. All of those things are still true. What we're saying is think of God differently so that you can relate to him differently, more intentionally, and actually have that authentic, true, loving relationship with him so that he's not, just like you said, a fire and brimstone type of entity. Yeah. Because that's who wants, to, who wants to relate with somebody like that? It's right. scary. Right. You know what I'm saying so. And along along a similar line, you know, I I think that um, I guess the way kind of one of the ways that I think about it is, I try to give God what He wants from me, 
Mm. Well, what is the thing that God wants from us? And it's really all over the Bible. If you, if you paid any attention, what God wants from us is relationship, right? God wants us to be in relationship with him and with each other, healthy, loving relation. That's what God wants. So to treat God like a person so that I can relate to him, to me, that's the holiest thing you can do. Right. That's what, because that's what he actually wants, right? God is not, God is not, like you said, Tim, God is not after an excuse to throw fire at people. That's not what he's looking for. Right. He's not looking for people to crush. <laughs> right. He's looking for people to relate to, right? right. So, so to me, to me, the, the, the idea of, of relating to him as a person is, is really, it really, it is a matter of respect. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel it's harder um, to see God in that way because you can't see him, right? Do you, do you think that that may be because I know sometimes people kind of feel foolish mm -hmm. um, talking to God as though they would be talking to a friend. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you feel like that has any impact on how we treat God? I would say absolutely yes. I think there's I think there's a number of barriers, and that's one of the biggest ones. There's a number of barriers to what we're talking about here. The idea that you can't see God and you can't you can't. Claire was talking about comparing the relationship she has with God with the relationship she has with her friends. Well, one of the biggest differences is she senses her friends in a physical way, right? right. She hears them, she sees them, she can touch them sometimes, depending on where they are, all that kind of stuff. Even if you live in a different city from your friend, you can get on Zoom and you know you know right. whatever. You can get on a video call, you can look at them. You get on the phone, you can hear them. And right. God, our, our experience with God is just very, very different from that. So it's kind of hard to bridge that gap. So I think the lack of a physical presence is definitely one of the things, not lack of, mm -hmm. the um, the typical lack of, because he can represent himself physically if he wants to. Right, it's but, <laughs> but it's not normal, right? So I think that's one of the one of the barriers. I think the other one we just mentioned is another one of the barriers. That's this whole idea of holiness, right? So God is God is absolutely supreme and holy and, and righteous and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of hard to relate to a person who's that much uh, better than you for lack of a better word it's it's like it's like if you ever met a celebrity or even just like a super rich person mm -hmm. you feel like or this might be even better have you ever tried to talk to a woman who you thought was out of your league no right so it's like <laughs> she, she's two or or a guy depending on who you are right a, a person a person you thought was out of your league that's never happened to me because i'm, I'm conceited but you, you see this person every, every woman's in your league exactly right, exactly right. But, you, but you see this person and they're and they're, the person is so and i've had it i've had it happen to me because you know i've worked in hollywood and stuff and you, you see these movie stars and stuff like that the person is so attractive or the person is so transcendent looking or whatever they, yeah. they have on jeans like those are like five thousand dollar jeans i didn't even know they made those uh, and it's like i can't go i can't go over there right mm -hmm. so imagine how much more than that god is and it's, it's some people have a similar idea god is so holy so perfect so pure i can't approach that yeah. i'm staying right. over here so and these are i think these are some of the barriers so the physical presence is absolutely one of them i think holiness is one of them too and mm -hmm. there's an important difference here. that's a really good uh, uh, analogy paul but if i were to see a famous person I would say if I wanted to like get the muster up the, the courage to talk to somebody who felt like I shouldn't be talking to, um, I would say, you know what, that person is just a person like they have right. faults just like I do. They, they pull on their pants one leg at a time, just like I do. The only difference when I think about God is I'm not thinking about his faults because he doesn't have any. Right. I'm not thinking that he's on my level because he's not. What I'm thinking is that he has feelings. Mm. He has emotions. I can affect literally. I can affect the way that God feels every moment of every day. 
I can make God cry. I can make him laugh. I can make him smile. I like I I can do that because he loves me and because he wants a relationship with me. So 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 thinking of God as a person really to me makes God way more what's the word um what's the word that you describe? I'm, thank you approachable. It makes it, it makes it more approachable. This is why we write together. This is how, right. this is how it actually goes. <laughs> Is that what really goes? <laughs> yeah, it, make, it makes it more approachable, but not in a way that's disrespectful, right. which, is, which is really important component of what we're trying to say. Here's where I feel the problem is, and, and we'll get off of this, um, because I want you all to give some of the um, some of the approaches that you offer in the book to to approaching God. But here's here's where I feel um, the problem is. And that is, we feel like, um, I, I must, I, I, I'll say it better like this. I talked to a guy and uh, my me and my friend were at a restaurant. We talked to this guy and uh, we said to the guy, hey man, how, you know, we tried to witness. And, and we were like, uh, uh, you know, you're a child of God, I'm a child of God. And he went off, he's like, <laughs> You're too young to be a son of God. I'm I'm an old man. I'm a son of God. And I was like, this belief that we have to earn or meet a certain standard right. Right, before we can uh, treat God as though he's, you know, a personal friend, right? right. Like that that's where I think people's minds go. They they kind of look at themselves and they say, well, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. And so what is God really tripping about is, is the question that I've had for the last 10 years, <laughs> because we have so many rules, right? God, in the beginning, he had 10, first of all, in the beginning, he had one rule They broke that rule <laughs> and it went to 10 rules. And somehow now it's like a trillion rules that you can't break, right? Those weren't God. God didn't give us the trillion. That's people giving us the trillion. Right, right, right. 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 And, and when Jesus came, God took the 10 and boiled it down to one again. So it's really just one. Yes. But I think this is a really great question because I think it's important to recognize that God sees Jesus. He sees his son when he looks at us because Jesus died for us. So it's not that I'm not good enough. It's that because I belong to Jesus, I am now a son of, of God, just like Jesus is. Like Jesus is my representative. Like God sees Jesus in me. So it's not even about me. It's actually about his son. Right. So I, think, I, think, I think we need to shift our focus away from ourselves and our lack of, whatever that lack of may be, and accept the gift that Jesus gave us, which is that because of that gift, we actually don't like anything anymore. Mm. Now it's hard to like get that because right. we live on a planet with people mm. who tell us everything but that every day. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Media tells us something different. Our family tells us something different. Sometimes our friends tell us something different. Our, our, our culture, our society, everybody else, like our, there's different messages going all around us. Mm -hmm. So that's why, again, I think it's really important for us to renew our thinking. We have to strengthen our thinking and focus on what God's perspective. God's perspective is these, these are my, my sons and my daughters because Jesus died for them. 
Therefore, he doesn't see what I see when I'm looking at myself. He sees Jesus when he's looking at me. Yeah. And that's a big difference in just perspective. Yeah. So what are some of the approaches to treating God like a person or or being in a relationship with God as the person mm-hmm. that you all talk about in the book? Um, that's um, it's kind of a giant question. So, <laughs> so you can I'm bring it down. To, you can cut that steak up for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, trying to just, I'm gonna try to distill it just a little bit. So, um, um, so what, basically, what we've done is we've taken some of the different aspects, and they're not all of them. By, by by no means are we trying to be comprehensive. We're not trying to gather all the ideas in one place. That's not what we're doing. But we take some of the uh, uh, approaches to a life alongside or with God. And we break them down in, in kind of different chapters. So each chapter kind of focuses on one particular aspect of the kind of person that God is. Mm-hmm. So we talk about what that is in that particular chapter. Um, we use the Bible as our primary source. Um, there's Bible text all over our, our all over our book. It's our main source as, as God's uh, method of self-revelation, like how, how he tells us about himself. The Bible is one of the primary methods of doing that. So we use the Bible. Um, and then each chapter we talk about one particular thing. So, so to answer your question more specifically, one of the things that I like, one of the chapters that I like, one of my favorite chapters is um, called Christian Artistry. Um, in this chapter, we talk about how God is a creative person. And of course, the Bible is our source once again. And some of our takeaways to me are just kind of a lot of fun and a lot of cool and, and really cool. Um, the reason for that, the reason I, I like this chapter so much is because I'm a creative. So, so when I understand that, and when I think about God being a creative person and God's creativity being the source of my creativity, then that really eases a lot of the pressure that I have as a creative. For example, I don't have to worry about running out of ideas. Right. Just, right. I'm never going to run out of ideas because it weren't my idea in the first place. I got the idea from God who has all the ideas. Right. Right. I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about, or rather I can redefine what success looks like for a particular piece for me, right? If I'm getting the, if I'm getting the, 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 the idea from God and I'm just kind of executing according to his plan, then success is just executing according to his plan. And that's right. it. Right. It might make me a million dollars. It might make me three. That's not the point. Right. Right. So, so some, some of those kinds of things um, um, are really, I think really cool ideas. And, and I like the, I like the creative idea. So I, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Uh, so same for me. One, one of my favorite chapters in the book uh, is actually the first chapter. It's called The Essence of God. And, and we start with that chapter because the chapter focuses on God being the ultimate source of love. That is like the center of his character. Um, and so we talked about uh, different parts of God's love, what that means. I think it's a really important chapter because there are a lot of messages about what love is around us as well. And a lot of the messages are distorted. A lot of them are just plain wrong. Yeah. Um, and very few of them mention God at all. Um, and yet God is the essence of God is love. And so that chapter for me personally is really important because what it means is anything, if I'm living with God, if I'm living intentionally with God, anything that happens around me is a source of God's love for me. And it actually can change my perspective about things that are happening around me. And perspective is powerful. Mm-hmm. Perspective can change my emotions. Perspective can change my words. Perspective can change 
how my body, like physiologically, how my body feels. Perspective can change whether or not I get a headache at the end of the day or not. Mm -hmm. um, and so starting with God's love being like the interpretive key for every other part of his character, we think is just a really important uh, uh, element to keep in mind. So we start with that in the book. Awesome. So on The Right Change, we like to talk to those aspiring authors out there who want to do what you've done, right? It's a tough thing to go about writing a book. And I know that you all worked on your book for a while uh, and went through the ups and downs, the challenges, until we got to the point where you were fed up with your book, right? <laughs> so um, if you could give an aspiring writer a piece of advice, what would that advice be? And we'll start with Clarice and then we'll go to Paul. I give this advice a lot for a lot of things and that is baby steps are still steps. Mm. Do something, if, it, if, if the mountain looks too big to climb, don't look at the mountain. Just look at the baby step ahead of you. Do one thing at a time. And if you're consistent with doing the small baby steps, before you know it, the book is gonna be done. Yeah. Like, I don't even, it's weird to even say that we wrote a book. I still feel like I need to write one, mm -hmm. but no, wait, we did it. Oh yeah, we did it. <laughs> so, so baby steps are still steps. Be, cons be consistent with taking those small steps and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Awesome. That's good advice. Um, although I disagree. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> I would say, um, I would say be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself, be forgiving, be kind to yourself. Um, allow yourself um, as you're going, because it's a process that you're going through, right? You're not gonna have it done in a day. You're not gonna have it done in a week. Allow yourself to go through the process and be patient with yourself as you go through the process. Um, and I think that includes things like rethinking some of the stuff you've already written down or maybe rewriting some of the stuff that you've already written. Um, I have a friend who's um, considering writing a book and this friend asked me to help edit the book. And the reason the friend asked me to help edit the book was because um, she said, when I write something, I don't ever wanna look at it again. <laughs> I wanna write it and I'm gonna get it away from me. I don't wanna see it again. And I said to her, your book's not gonna be very good. Right. <laughs> writing is rewriting. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know, So you have to be patient with yourself and allow yourself to go through the process of rethinking and rewriting and, and replanning. Um, and I think that's that's important to know. I think on the front end, you know, if you yeah. if you if you if you start this process and and after a month you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm not done yet, you might discourage yourself and and really not finish something that you could finish if you took six months instead. So yeah, I think patience is important. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is coming up for CP two? uh i had the <laughs> i love it i love it even though that's gonna be on the front of the <laughs> front of the video still get yeah get get the book cover in there paul <laughs> 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 um no but um i had the the honor of joining you all to teach a class um and i will not teach but to present at a class i really do appreciate uh you all opening you know the doors to come in and, and and come into your world of teaching and and instructing um but i know that you're doing more than that so what's what's coming up for cp2 and and this book 
Is that me, Paul? Sure. <laughs> so we're actually working on a, a companion workbook to go along with God as a person right now. Um, so, so one of the things in the book, God as a person is at the end of each chapter, we include some practical steps to help you kind of practice the things that we discussed in that particular chapter. Mm -hmm. um, the workbook is gonna include those steps, but also additional steps that you could use. Um, and then the workbook is also gonna include some, some videos that go along with the practical steps. We're kind of talking through it. We're kind of explaining what their purpose is, um, how to think about them, what kind of perspective to use because we don't want it to feel like homework because who feels like doing that? Right. Um, so, so even changing your perspective on how you look at these kinds of, I don't even want to use the word exercises, but I mean exercises um, is some of the things that we talk about in these videos. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, we have other things too, but that's, our, that's what we're working on immediately right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, a book like this, like just, just from my perspective like i was saying with with you know how i see it you know having something that can kind of help you think about this differently and have some exercises to reinforce those thoughts would be amazing that would be definitely be amazing you also have a um audio book coming as well right yeah yeah <laughs> audio book on the way so um, you all you all are doing it big how can people get in contact with you um, you can go to our website. The website is cpnix.com, C-P-N-I-X, like that, cpnix.com. Um, contact information is actually on the website as well. Um, so we're, we're actually available to come and talk at different places and like hold events and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to use the word seminar, but um, just kind of talk to small groups and stuff like that and, and help talk people through some of the process of actually developing a relationship with God, which is really our goal. Our, our goal is to try to help people do a better job of developing a relationship with God. So um, if you're trying to get us, get us, get us on our website, cpnix.com. And um, we'd love to love to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. What about social media? What are social yeah, media? We have, a, we have a Facebook page. It's cpnix on Facebook. I think we only have, and we, we have individual uh, LinkedIn pages, but um, our cpnix is on, is on Facebook. We don't have Instagram? We do not. Who has okay, time? So no, we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you all coming by uh, to, to talk with us on The Right Change. Everyone, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, share this video, this um, the podcast with everyone you know, anyone you know who needs to get a better, closer relationship. And again, if you want to have CP2, CP next to uh, come out to your uh, churches, your schools, wherever, um, please contact them so they can come out. Again, thank you all for coming to the show. People, you can follow us on Facebook at The Right Change Podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, True Vine University, and on any audio podcast platform. You all have a wonderful Hey everybody, before we get started, this podcast is made possible with Anchor. Anchor is an amazing, easy to use application for anyone wanting to reach your audience and grow your brand. Now, as a publisher, I strongly recommend that if you've written a book, you need to have a podcast. Anchor allows you to record, edit, and publish professional podcasts, and they will push it out 
to any podcast platform that you like. That includes Spotify, Apple, Overcast, you name it. So download your Anchor app on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store today. Thank you.